This is Civilly Speaking, brought to you by the Ohio Association for Justice. Welcome back to part two of our discussion with Brett Burney regarding his use of the iPad. Today's discussion will focus on using the iPad as a presentation tool in trial. I'm going to skip ahead here, uh, and this is a, an area on the iPad that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, whether uh, opening statement or giving a seminar talk, uh, I really enjoy using the iPad as a presentation tool. And it's very powerful. And this is an Apple product. Why would we, why would we sully it up by using a, a piece of software from the evil empire called Microsoft? <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. You know, for a long time, Microsoft did not make apps for the iPad, at least not Microsoft Office apps. Maybe I should be more specific on that. Well, again, iPad comes around in 2010, right? Every year we've had a new generation of iPads. And at the same time, you may recall, since Microsoft is still engaged in it, you know, they had their own tablet PC that they were trying to encourage people to purchase, right? Uh, the Surface has gotten much, much better over the years as well. By the way, this isn't the first time that Microsoft has a tablet PC. In fact, I reviewed for a magazine called Law Office Computing several years ago, I think in 2003, where they had the tablet PC, if you remember that, many, many years ago. Uh, didn't do so well. But now that the iPad was successful, Microsoft came back and they have the Surface line of their tablet PCs. Um, so for a long time, we did not have Microsoft Office apps on the iPad until March 2014. And I remember the date specifically because I was on stage at the ABA Tech Show in Chicago getting ready to give a presentation on the advanced uses of Microsoft, how to use Microsoft Word on the iPad. And about two hours before my presentation, Microsoft at a press conference announced finally that they had released Microsoft Word, Excel, and PowerPoint for the iPad. Now, some may say, who cares, so what big deal? This was a huge deal because, as I alluded to at the very beginning, you know, a lot of people criticize the iPad as not being something for creation or not being something that I should get, quote, real work done. Well, now these apps have come onto the iPad. And I have to say, Sean, I, I know where you stand because I've seen the Apple sticker on the back of your car. <laughs> but I'm saying Microsoft has done a fantastic job of porting over the Microsoft Office apps onto the iPad. And today, the fact that we can use Microsoft Word now, I mean, almost as good as what you would find on a Windows computer or a Mac computer. And the Microsoft PowerPoint presentation tool has become a phenomenal tool as well for, people, for folks. So unlike you and I, who, who, who use Macs probably 100% uh, of the time, you know, there are other folks and friends of both of ours that use Windows and they continue to use Windows. You know, they're using PowerPoint to create their presentations. And now it's so easy to port, you know, to, to basically copy the presentation from the computer that you've created over onto your iPad so that you can use the iPad as an effective presentation tool anywhere that you go. And by the way, on, on the topic of the, the Microsoft Office apps, do those require the, the subscription, the Office 365? Uh, excellent question. Yeah, at first they did. Now, here, here's the great thing. So those are the three main ones. Microsoft makes some other apps, of course, for the iPad, like Outlook. But 
Word, Excel, and PowerPoint are the three main ones. All three of those apps are free, completely free, no strings attached. You can download them on your iPad today. And in fact, I absolutely recommend that every single lawyer have all three apps on their iPad because if you need to view a Word document, the free Microsoft Word app is the best way to view the document inside, uh, inside the iPad. Now, Microsoft initially, when they first released these apps, did require you to have a subscription to Office 365 before you could do any edits or changes or anything on those documents. You could still view the document, but you couldn't do anything unless you had access to Office 365. And this is why I'm a big fan of what Microsoft is doing on the iPad. It wasn't maybe about eight months after that, so at the very end of 2014, they said, you know, we're starting to see people use this. We're going to open up a few options for people to do some basic edits on these documents without having a subscription. And since then now, over the year 2015, they opened up a little bit more, a little bit more. Now, there's still some things that do require you to have a subscription to Office 365, but there are advanced things like, you know, you can't create columns on the Word iPad app. You can't do um, track changes. You can view track changes, but you can't. You can't initiate track changes without having a subscription to Office 365. So right now, if you don't have a subscription to Office 365, still get the apps because you can actually do so much. And for PowerPoint specifically, they will allow you to actually present a PowerPoint presentation from the iPad without having a subscription. So I, it, it boggles my mind that Microsoft continues to innovate this. In fact, they didn't, at first didn't allow you to have access to Dropbox inside these apps. That changed, I think, in the early 2015, and now they just opened it up even to uh, Box. And you can also use, inside the, uh, uh, the PowerPoint, you can do what we call the iCloud Drive, so you have options to bring documents in from even other apps on the iPad, et cetera. So Microsoft, they continue to innovate it this way, and I, I just think it's fantastic. So, so I, I feel your pain, my friend, on some of the things about the evil empire, but I have to give, I have to give credit where credit is due on some of this. As presentation tools, if you're comparing uh, Microsoft uh, PowerPoint to Apple's Keynote presentation software, yes. how do they stack up against each other? Let me just back up areas quickly where I see the presentation tool. We'll definitely get to the formal presentations, but I want to back up and just make this quick comment. I remember visiting you at your office um, a couple of years ago and walking into your lovely conference room there, and there was a large widescreen TV, which is not unheard of in most offices today, right? Or you have like a, a screen that can drop down. And I just remember talking with you about using the iPad in the sense that, you know, if you have an Apple TV, which is a small box, you know, that you can buy, and that's about $150, I think, for the most recent version, you connect that to your television, which is not meant to, from a professional component. It's meant for you to be able to watch iTunes movies, et cetera, on your, on your widescreen TV. But if you set that up properly, which I think you did in your office, you can then walk into that conference room with your assistants or your, your partners, and whatever you have on your iPad, a document, a YouTube video, um, a, a, a mind map, you can mirror it from your iPad onto that widescreen TV. What would you do before the iPad, right? If you wanted to show everybody in a, a document, you'd make copies for everybody, correct? Paper copies. And then you'd have to pass them out at the meeting. But now I walk into so many law firms across the country now where they can use this iPad. They walk into the conference room, 
you just mirror whatever's on your screen onto the widescreen TV. If you want to stop it, you stop it. Or if somebody else wants to show something from their iPad, they just take over the feed, basically, and they can show the document that they're doing. And you can then collaborate all together on the document. You're all looking at the same thing. Even though it's called the Apple TV, um, it essentially, you, it, you treat it as your wireless receiver. Yeah, great way to put it. I mean, I, I don't know if you still do that. I'm assuming you are because I, I, I know you as a little bit as a, uh, a fellow geeky nerd. But, I mean, I mean, I just think that's brilliant in the sense that you can then collaborate so much better that way. But even just using it that way is so powerful to me. Could you do that with a laptop? Yeah, you could, but you'd have to get, like, the BGA connector and, oh, oh i got to get power over here. i got to sit close to, over to this area because I can't walk around. You know, I have to stay seated here. I mean, the iPad is just so much more powerful than that. So let's take it that one step further now. If I have that same setup, let's say that you can take that setup, as simple as it may be, a widescreen TV or a projector, set up with an Apple TV, you can then take that to a CLE presentation. You can, you could even take it or go into a client presentation. If you're going to a, a corporate client, for example, you could take it into a courtroom. You could take it into a hotel room, you know, for an arbitration or mediation or something like that. You can now take this idea and not just simply mirror what's on the screen, but now you have access to the, the two sort of linear presentation tools that you've already mentioned, Microsoft PowerPoint, everybody's familiar with that. And the Apple version of that is Keynote. Uh, that's what you and I use because we use Mac. So Keynote, I think, is fairly superior to PowerPoint. But that's not degrading PowerPoint. It's just what we prefer on the Mac side. But now, either way. Now, Apple was great. They actually, when, before Microsoft had PowerPoint for the iPad, Apple said, we got a Keynote app. We will let you bring PowerPoint files into that app and show it through that app. Well, now Microsoft has their own version. That's fine. It's good for the competition. I hope both apps continue to get so much better. Now, I call these linear presentations, Sean, because most of the time when we develop a presentation for PowerPoint, we're thinking about slide, next slide, next slide, next slide, next slide, next slide, right? We, we have a plan of what we're going to show on there, whatever that may be. But we typically aren't going to be jumping around from document to document. And we use these for openings or closings or, you know, uh, presentations that we know are going to fit this, this pattern that we've already developed there. And they're both great for that. I recommend both apps. Number one, PowerPoint is free. Uh, Keynote is uh, for the iPad is either ten dollars uh, if you have to buy it, or if you buy a new iPad, it comes on the iPad for free. So I guess it's either ten dollars or five hundred dollars, right? Whichever way you want to look at it. But I recommend having both apps because in some cases you might want to use Keynote, and if you're developing a uh, presentation originating from the iPad. Or what I find most times, Sean, is most people are going to develop the presentation on a computer first, right? You're in your office, you're, you had an idea, you're going to develop the presentation. I typically don't recommend doing it from scratch on the iPad. I think people will get a little frustrated because you've got to tap so many things, and we're just not used to doing it that way. Uh, we, we're so used to working on the computer. So develop your presentation on the computer first, then copy it over to the iPad when it's about, you know, 90, 90% done. Because you can make those last little tweaks and everything on, uh, on the iPad. And both apps work wonderfully for that. So that's the linear presentation. And I don't know if you want to jump into this right now, but there's a couple of apps that I call from a, from a dynamic presentation in the yeah. sense that it's like it's, it's, it's formal trial presentation application. So most listeners, if you've ever used anything like this before, Windows computers have had trial director 
and sanction are the two most prevalent trial presentation tools we've had for, well, several decades Which now. used to cost Both hundreds of, them are, of dollars. The, the, uh, a single license, I think, of trial director, it starts at just under $900 now. Now, that's a single license. You've got to pay, you know, 150 I think, every, every year for, for uh, annual license fees. I, I'm not sure what it is today. Sanction, I don't know, because it was bought by Lexus now, so I don't, you try to get pricing out of them. Although, maybe you could get a good price on that if you already a Lexus, you know, shop and, and you could, uh, you know, talk up your, uh, your rep. But, yes, both of those applications cost what professional software applications should cost, right? Thousands of dollars to have several uh, seats on, because you always want to have a couple of licenses for, you always want to have a backup, right? A couple of laptops on there. Now, nothing against those applications. They are still both excellent applications, and in fact, I tell people the iPad is not going to completely replace those in all circumstances. Will it replace it in many circumstances? Absolutely, and I have absolutely seen that with a lot of lawyers I've worked with here in Ohio. Uh, in fact, a lot of solos or small firms, instead of taking a lugging a laptop around with them now, they have an iPad. Not only can you carry all your exhibits and your documents on there, but now you have this capability with my, one of my favorite trial presentation apps, which is TrialPad, all one word, TrialPad. Again, professional-grade software. This app, I believe, is $129 now, um, still less than a full version of Trial Director or Sanction. But you can do just about everything that I find most lawyers are doing inside of a trial presentation application. Does trial director and sanction have more features? Absolutely. Because they have to keep adding features to those, right? But what I find most people are doing in this situation, they're, they are zooming in or magnifying a section on a document. We call it a call-out, right? Or they're highlighting some text. Or they're circling something. And that's about it. You can do all of that on TrialPad, and you can do it easier, I believe, on TrialPad. Uh, another one, there is a trial director app that is available for free on the free. iPad. I've talked with this. It is free, and it is good. It's not, I don't think it's polished as TrialPad, but I've talked to the CEO of InData Corporation, that's who, that's who develops um, uh, trial director. You know, and their idea is, well, we give this away for free because obviously we want people to purchase <laughs> the full version of Trial Director for their Windows computers, which makes sense because actually if you have both of those tools, the Trial Director software for Windows allows you to create like a witness folder or some exhibit folder that you can then easily copy over onto the iPad and use inside the Trial Director app on the iPad. So it's a symbiotic relationship a little bit there, which works well, but you don't have to have the Windows version no, of Trial Director and, and to use it on the use, iPad. Anecdotally, I used Trial Director last year in a trial up in Bell Fountain. And for, I mean, for what you said, the, the ability not only to call out and highlight and annotate, but to be able to jump around non-linearly uh, for a free app. Exactly. Can't, can't beat it. Absolutely. Yeah, again, I, I don't find it as polished as Trial Pads. Think of it as the demo <laughs> person, yeah. right? Get it for free. And because Trial Director, it's a great company. Again, I love Trial Director, even the Windows software, but I, I'm thrilled that they have recognized that there is a lot of people using mobile devices like the iPad that, that they are now embracing that a little bit. And, hey, if it's, a, if it's sort of a, a, a gateway into maybe somebody 
getting the full version of Trial Director. And that's, that's okay, too. Not, not a problem there. But I find the app is a great way to get people familiar with the idea, just like what you said. You use it now. And if it's something you want to continue to do, well, $130 is, you know, it's a, a drop in the bucket if it's going to make you look better at some of the cases and where you're going, at least from the presentation uh, standpoint. It's going to take a lot more than $130 to make me look better. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. Hey, that's right. We all know it. Well, Brett Bernie, uh, it's been uh, a, our pleasure and a blast to have you here on Civilly Speaking. We thank you very much. Well, thank you. Happy to answer questions. Uh, I'm sure everybody can tell I get a little excited about this. This is why you and I can't meet too much because we'll just have a three-hour lunch talking about all this. And, Brad, if people wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do that? Oh, you're so kind. Uh, probably my website is the best way, BernieConsultants.com. All one word, B-U-R-N-E-Y, BernieConsultants.com. Brett Bernie, thanks very much. Thanks, Sean. Always great talking with you.